Hey there, and welcome to Networking School, a podcast to sharpen your networking knowledge and add to your network. Join me each week for powerful interviews, strategies you can implement immediately, and connections to professionals you need to know. My name is Tish Times, and I am a sales and networking expert. I've been in the connection business my entire career, and for more than 10 years, I have been teaching entrepreneurs and sales teams to stop wasting time and money with ineffective networking. In addition to running a professional networking organization, I am in love with coaching entrepreneurs to sell with authority and network with confidence. Some of my clients have increased their income by more than 300% with the intentional networking strategies that I teach. It's time to stop playing with your income. It's time for more connections, more confidence, and more clients. It's time for networking school. So you all, today we have Ms. Ava Laura Gaither, and I am excited because so Ava Laura and I are in this group together and I get to see all her phenomenal, you know, just showing up all the time, but I'm so excited to have the privilege of interviewing you. So would you be willing to share with the audience anything you want to share about yourself, but we want to hear one thing we're not going to read in your bio. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll go back to my bio just so you can go ahead and read it. So I'll use a reference point. So a lot of people always talk about like, oh my God, you've done so much. You, you have this degree, that certification, that. And uh, so one of the things, um, and it says in my bio that, um, you know, I'm a yoga instructor, um, meditation teacher, but a lot of people don't know. I actually went to India to actually get my yoga uh, teacher certification. And so I was in India for five weeks. Four weeks of that was doing my yoga teacher training and then the week of traveling. And it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. And this was before, you know, Black women traveling all over the world solo. Like this was back in like 2007, right? So before that whole movement, I was just like, you know what? I want to learn yoga and I want to learn it in India. And I literally packed up and went. Wow, that is pretty awesome. I've never been to India, so <laughs> I'm sure that it's is amazing. I thought it was a phenomenal trip. So I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm getting stuff out of order because I'm anxious to hear a few things. Tell us who you feel like you are uniquely gifted to serve. Who are the people who are already looking for you, but they need to get in touch with you right now? Yeah, you know, so it's, it's really interesting. I like to give backstory. Like when you've been in business, you know, for a while, you got a lot of stories, you know? Yeah. And so because of my background is really unique in that I have the traditional mental health background. So, you know, bachelor's degree in psychology, master's degree in social work from Howard University. But then I have like the holistic as well, you know, Reiki master teacher, the yoga, uh, dream interpretation. There's some spiritual healing and things that I do, chakra balancing, all of these things. And you have all of that in a black woman. So. It, it, it's a it's a very, you know, sort of interesting place to be. So when I first started, um, I opened my business in 2005. Pretty much all of my clients were white because, you know, back then it was like, you know, black folks was like, oh, no, I'm yeah. not doing that Reiki stuff. I'm not doing that yoga. You know, my pastor said it's going to open me up to spirits or I don't know what that stuff is. So so. You know, Black folks were really anti-holistic, anti-mental health therapy, all of, you know, all of those things, life coaching, everything. 
and shift now where the majority of my clients are professional black women. Wow. So it's done like a 180 shift. And usually uh, my clients are very well educated. I mean, so I'm talking about JDs, you know, doctorates, um, doctors, lawyers, I mean, like very well educated and women who are really just, I mean, just doing it. Like you look at them on paper, like it's like, yeah, sis got it going on. She is doing her thing. But, you know, in one or more areas of their life, they realize that they're not fulfilled. They realize that they're settling. And so a lot of times that's relationships, um, whether they're married or whether they are continuously dating, trying to find the right one and feeling like they can't find a man that's on their level. Sometimes it's definitely career and that they have this high power job, but they want to become an entrepreneur or they realize like they're just not happy. They've been living life on somebody else's terms and not their own. And so um, that's a huge one. And then sometimes it's just, I just need to find myself. Like I've lost myself in, you know, being a wife and being a mother in my career. And I don't know who I am anymore. So now I'm trying to find myself at 30 or 40 or 50. So that tends to be the woman who's like, okay, Ava Laura, I know I need help. I don't know what I need, but so-and-so sent me to you or I saw you. I know you don't want to help me. I love it. So Ava Lord, tell us a little bit about how what you do really impacts mental health, because in this day and age, number one, we both know you've already said it, especially black people. It's like you don't need to see nobody. You don't need to take care, you know, just go pray about it. And I believe in prayer. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely believe in prayer. I just know that there are some people who are dealing with mental health issues and won't go see anyone about that. Tell us a little bit about how what you do specifically impacts mental health. Yeah. So it's, you know, fortunately that shifted some, and I think a lot with COVID because so many people, the distractions and things that we would typically have in our life where we could ignore, you know, what's really going on with us were stripped away. Mm. And so during this time in particular, I've probably done more couples counseling. I've gotten more life coaching clients because people had that time to sit with themselves and they're like, wow, this, you know, this has been going on for years, but now I finally have to look at it. Um, and that couple with the stimulus money coming in, it just, it made it like a perfect storm of, okay, let me go ahead on and handle this right now. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Typically it is something that we run away from. It's something that we don't address. We're not really comfortable with. You definitely still have people, even in this day and age, are like, just pray it away. And, and it's, and it's unfortunate that mental health still isn't, you know, sort of fully accepted in the black community, even though it is definitely getting better. But I think the other problem that we're having and a lot of people are seeing is how broken the mental health system is. And that's why I left, you know, um, when I first came out in social work, I was like, this is not working. One, people are not really healing. They're not getting the results that they really need. You know, I felt like I was just helping people to maintain their dysfunction and not really helping them to heal. And so you're starting to see a lot of that. The insurance model is broken. It doesn't really work. You have a lot of overworked therapists and mental health professionals. And so a lot of times people want to come to me because I'm outside of the system. Right. And so I have the traditional, but I also have the holistic, which I think that is another reason why we do have that shift is that black folks are like, it's got to be another way. Right. Like, I know I need help. I don't necessarily want quote unquote therapy, but there's got to be another way. And so, you know, everybody's Googling, self-diagnosed and all of this stuff. And so they're looking for more holistic modalities to say, I still want to be me. I just want to be a better version of me. I don't want to be on drugs. You know, I don't want to be stuck in that system. So what else can I do to really help myself? I love it. 
So in this uh, this industry that you're in, it's I would say non-traditional when it pertains to like sales. So mm-hmm. talk to me about yes. how do you generally locate your ideal clients? Those people who are, they may be Googling, they may have their stimulus money. Nevertheless, there still has to be that sales conversation. How are you finding people and how easy or maybe difficult is it to have those conversations with those people to help them to say yes to themselves through you? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question because I think, so one of the things that I started last year is I have a mastermind that I call Soul Healers Mastermind, uh, particularly for healers who they know they were born to heal and healers could be a therapist. It could be a tarot card reader. It could be a yoga professional, doula, life coach, whoever, but anybody in that healing space where they feel like, I know that I was born to heal. This is my calling, but I have no idea how to have a business or how to create a six-figure business. Because this is not something that you typically think about, right? Yeah. Um, in the helping uh, profession, but it is a business. Yes, we are, you know, servants. Yes, you are helping people, but it is a business. And so, sales is a. Is, if you're not selling, you don't have a business, right? Yeah. And so, for me, I think I've been really blessed just because I've been here for a minute. And so, a lot of my clientele now are referrals, a lot of speaking engagements. And then, of course, social media, like, you know, and I tell people, like, I've been on social media since MySpace, y'all. Like, I know some of y'all don't even know what MySpace is. You're going to have to go and Google it. Like, what's MySpace? I've never even heard of that. But I've been on social media since then. And so I really amassed my following from there and then went over to Facebook. And now, of course, you know, Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn and everything else. But that's how I started. Uh, So social media has definitely been good for my business, being one of the first out there to really talk about the benefits of holistic healing, why it's so important, the things that you're probably not tapping into, um, different things like that. And um, and I do a lot of interviewing. Um, I have my own, I have two podcasts myself. Um, I'm also on a lot of different podcasts. And so it's a combination of different things. And for your second question in terms of the sales conversation, you know, I don't even really look at it. It is a sales conversation. Right. Let me be clear. Right. It's a sales conversation, but I think my approach, I'm just very down to earth and very approachable is one of the things that my clients love about me. And I'm very honest. Um, and so I call, I'm, I'm lovingly honest. Like I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to want to hear it. Sometimes you're not, but I'm going to always tell you the truth because I really can't help you heal if I don't tell you the truth. And so my sales conversations are really the same way. I'm very, you know, okay, this is what it is. This is what's going on. This is what I've heard you say. You told me in your own words, this is what's going on with you. So let me help you with the solution. And so, you know, usually a lot of the people, most of the people who come to me, they already know they want to work with me. They just want to know how much it's going to cost and what it's going to look like. First of all, can we just take a moment and just talk about the sales lesson you just gave? <laughs> because that's something that we talk a lot about in our biz school that we do. You know, we teach sales training. We do sales for people. But people think once they hear that phrase sales, they mm-hmm. go into a robot mode. They think they have to read a script. But you just set people free by telling them <laughs> that you can just be yourself yes. and be lovingly honest. Let them let you help them get to what they yep. already need. So if you all are yep. listening, grab a piece of paper and write that down and you will have enough <laughs> to be able to have your next sales conversation because it's true, especially in a modality such as yours. Yes. People sometimes feel a little like, but I, you know, first of all, I got to pay for it, which is obvious, yep. but you know, and you got to kind of show them what it's going to take 
to get yes. them what they really need and they are maybe, yes. maybe accustomed to something else. Am I right? Exactly. A lot of times people are. And so for me, it really is an onboarding process of this is what this is going to look like working with me. You ain't experienced this before. So let me tell you about that process. And, you know, and I think, you know, for me, I'm all about creating safe spaces wherever I go. I always want to create a safe space for people. And I think what people need to realize is that, and, and, and you think about it, if, particularly if you're doing this kind of work, but if you're any kind of culture service provider, they're going to be getting you. So if they're not seeing you from the beginning, there's like a bait and switch, you know, you go on, you know, robotic mode or whatever, you selling them and then you come out and you like, hey, they're like, who the hell is this? That's not the person I spoke to, you know, so I need you to know this is who you're getting. This is how I'm always going to show up so that you understand that you feel comfortable and people like, okay, that's what I want. I love it. First of all, you get an orange applause. (laughs) Because because the onboarding process, because people are accustomed to doing things the way they've always done it. And when they come to work with you, they need to understand what does it mean to engage you? What does it mean to get what they need from you? So I can I can wholeheartedly appreciate that. The sales trainer in me says, yes, thank (laughs) you. I'm so glad to hear that because a lot of people don't know that. And then we find ourselves getting disappointed. I read I was listening to this recording last night and it was expectations versus agreements Mm. and it was saying that as business owners we set up these expectations but we don't get agreements on it therefore people we're disappointed they're disappointed and we don't get what we want and they don't get what they want from that that engagement with you so setting it up from the beginning and let them see who Mm. you are what it is that you do how you're going to engage with them makes all the difference in the world so tell us if you would if so, because maybe maybe you've always been this, and I, I know you've always been amazing, but I don't know that you've always been exactly who you are today. So tell us, who did you have to become in order to enjoy the type of success that you currently enjoy? Yeah, so, I mean, I would hope that I've always been amazing, but I've definitely not always been the person that I am today. You know, just like healing is a continuous process, I think really growing into yourself Um, And being the best version of yourself is a continuous lifelong process. You know, I fully believe that when I have fully arrived, that's when I no longer need to be here anymore. Like, okay, well, my time is up. So clearly I have not fully arrived yet. So there is more to come, right? No doubt. No doubt. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And so, you know, it really has been, you know, I talk about this a lot and I, I know I've posted it on Facebook and social media a lot, but really talking about the importance of self-awareness and how you cannot rise above your level of awareness. And I know self-reflection and self-awareness are not like sexy things. Like nobody's out there talking about, you know, you need to be self-aware. We talk about being woke, but that could be whatever, being deep. But when I talk about self-awareness, I mean, really knowing who you are at your core, the good, the bad, the ugly, the things you want to run and hide, you're ashamed of, the things you're excited about that everybody would say about you. Like, who are you at your core? And knowing all of those things and accepting those things and then being able to use them to your advantage. Like, I, lo- I use my flaws to my advantage all the time. I'm like, I'm not good at this. I'm not going to do it. I'm either going to hire somebody to do it or I'm going to tell y'all I'm not good at it, but I'm going to do it anyway because this is what this requires. And they're like, oh, that's the bomb. No, it's not. But I set you up. So you really think it is. Because I, I gave you this expectation that was going to be so bad. Yes. Right? 
Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's just, but knowing yourself and, and, you know, and I tell my clients all the time, like when you know who you are, nobody can use anything against you. Mm. You know, you, you can't say anything that's going to hurt me because I know who I am. That's so okay. Good. You're right. <laughs> like, oh, that's good. Oh my goodness. And I think when we're not self-aware, we always are setting ourselves up for failure, right? Because we get surprised when yes. someone says something because we didn't know right. ourselves or we hadn't acknowledged it ourselves. Exactly. I, or I ego see. kicks in and you like, no, I'm not. So you get defensive. Yes, you yeah. are. And everybody yeah. was like, well, yeah, we ain't want to tell you, but yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I love that so, so much. You know what I love? I, you know, when you think about children, most children, they're not self-aware because they're children. But I love when we get to a place of maturity, when we can look at ourselves for who we are. And like you said, appreciate the good, the bad and the ugly and deal with it and deal with it. Right. Oh, my God. Absolutely. What connections have played the biggest role in your life? We talk a lot about the power of networking as it pertains to Mm -hmm. sales and and growing just, you know, as a person. But what connections have played the biggest role in your life? Wow. So, you know, I, I've, I've always said that when, when I have arrived or when I'm in the process of arriving, I'll just say that. And, um, and I'm up, you know, somewhere getting some award speech for something. I will have so many people to think the music is just going to run out. <laughs> you know, like there, there's so many people on every stage of my life that I can think of that have really played a role in who I am and where I am right now in my life. And so when it comes to networking, you know, the best networking definitely for me, I mean, I was, I'm going to say it's it's really been referrals from my other clients. That's been the best networking, but this is not networking per se, like in the business sense, but definitely personal development and who I am as, as a woman. But my spiritual teacher has by far been one of the best connections. And when I think about it in a way that kind of was networking, because I met him from a friend of a friend. Right, right, right. And so in a sense, it really was networking. And that hands down has been one of the best connections I've ever had, lifelong connections I've had. Wow. And I, I can fully agree with that. You know, many times we, we think of networking as going into a room and meeting, you know, 50 people. And it's not. It's just the people that you engage. Mm-hmm. I network in the grocery store line all the time. You know, it's like <laughs> meeting another yes. person. And I, I love that with the intent of some kind of mutual, you know, benefit. That's all it takes. So I'm glad to hear that. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, you, you know, I'm glad you said that because I used to tell people all the time, like when I first started, when I didn't know what the heck I was doing, I didn't know nothing about business. I just knew I needed to help people heal and I couldn't do it in traditional mental health. And so I'm doing this thing and I don't even know what to call it, but this is it. I would meet people in my yoga class, in my belly dance class. Like I just, you know, wherever I was, I would just meet people and be like, yeah, here's a car. Here. And that's how I started getting clients. There you go. There you go. Yes. <laughs> I've gotten business literally on the Walmart aisle. Literally. You know, someone asked a question. Oh, yep. Yeah, let me help you. I got something for you. So what would you say if you had to choose one word to sum up your journey? What would that word be? How are you going to choose one word? (laughs) (laughs) Just one? You know, overachievers, we got like 50 million, 11 words. I got to choose one. Um, You know, for me, if I had to choose one word, I I think I would choose faith. Mm, Tell me why. You know, I think everything that I have done has really been a faith walk. And I have had to believe in myself so much 
that I, I just believe that everything is going to work out even when I have no idea what I'm doing or even when I feel like I'm in over my head. I'm wearing shoes that are too big for me. I'm just like, you know what? I have the faith that this is where I'm supposed to be. This is my journey. This is my calling. This is my purpose. And so it's going to work out. And I have had to walk through that in spite of all the fears and the challenges and really always pull on faith. Mm. Girl, that all by itself, drop the mic, because that was so simple yet so profound because I think, I know for myself personally, it's like sometimes those shoes feel so big, you just want to step out of them and run them, <laughs> run away to what's more comfortable. Let me get in my slippers, yes. right? Instead of standing in my, right. my two, two big stilettos that I need to be standing in all of my power. So I can yes. so appreciate that. And I almost feel like you were sent just to say that so I can hear it <laughs> this week. Because <laughs> I felt a little over my head this week. So I'm going to say thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. So good. You're welcome. You mentioned earlier that frequently the people who are looking for you, they might be Googling or or putting certain things in, but let's let's make Mm -hmm. sure the people who are listening right now can connect with you. What are some of the specific things people are looking for? If you had to give what we call Googleable phrases that they might be putting Mm -hmm. in their computer right now, what are they probably saying to themselves when they're looking for you? Yeah, um, well, definitely Reiki master teacher or Reiki master. So I get a lot of Reiki students now who people who want to heal themselves and a lot of mental health professionals who now want to add the holistic uh, to their business. And so they want to do they want to learn Reiki for their clients. Um, So that's huge. Um, A lot of it is relationship healing. And I'm trying to think, like, what is it that they look up like toxic relationships, narcissistic relationships, but a lot of relationship healing. Um, healing after divorce, couples counseling or premarital counseling, all of those all those type things. And then I would say the other thing is, I'm, I'm trying to think what my clients say, because I asked them this question, like, what did you Google? What did, now it's like healer or spiritual therapist or life coach, spiritual life coach. So they kind of all over the place, but they knew they wanted somebody who had the skills, but practice from a more spiritual or holistic point of view. Perfect. So those of y'all who are listening, you just found her. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll make sure we put all of your contact information in the show notes. But tell us just so we're very clear, how do you work with people? Do you work mostly with business owners who want to add the practice to their own business? Or do you work directly with clients or a little bit of both? I work both. Okay. I work both. And so that, that's the beauty of my business. Like it's so multifaceted. And so, yes, I have a lot of business owners who say, or, you know, yeah, I want to learn Reiki or I want to join your mastermind so I can learn more about business. But then I work mostly with consumers as well that, you know what, I'm having a breakdown in my life and I need help. And so, yeah, so both. Very good. So there are some who are not looking at this, they're listening to it and others vice versa. Mm. So again, we'll put the information in the show notes. But say out loud the best way for people to contact you. Yes, I am Googleicious. I am very easy to find. A-V-A-L-A-U-R-A, avalora.com. That is my hub. Go there. You can connect with me on social media, my podcast. Everything is there. And so, yeah, look me up. You'll find me. My head wrap, I'll pop up. Wonderful. Tell us the name of your podcast as well. Ava Laura Heal My Life is one. And then the second one is Black Women Leave America. 
Mm, all right. So now you all see that. Go click. <laughs> Ava Laura, thank you so much for spending time with us this morning. You have been a jewel and a blessing. And I look forward to getting to know you better myself. And I know the listeners will yes. click on all those links. So thank you again. Thank you. This has been fun. Thank you for listening to Networking School. Go grab your complimentary networking handbook at tishtimes.com and make sure to follow and subscribe to Networking School on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the wonderful spots you go to get your podcast. I would be so very grateful if you left a review of the show. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember that relationships are the catalyst for success. So get out there and make some intentional, authentic connections.